Hello and welcome. I'm your host, Darren Elkahi, and you are listening to Raising the Bar, where we talk all things health, happiness, and strength. And that is today's topic of the podcast. We're going to go through our model here at Raise the Bar, which is healthier, happier, stronger. Today, I am joined by my better half, Gina. Hi. Uh, she's going to be our guest, or two of us are going to be chatting today. Uh, yeah, so thanks for jumping on, if you're listening. And I've been meaning to say this for a couple of episodes now, but if you listen to our podcasts, would you mind liking or sharing or both or subscribing on the Spotify or iTunes, however you listen to it, okay, just so we can keep spreading the message. Definitely, we've been to that since episode one. This is our eighth podcast. I just keep forgetting to say it. So if you listen, if you find the content some bit helpful, uh, just to post it out on the social media, that just helps spread the image. And spread the content, and it just, just brings more awareness to the whole thing. Okay, um, we were we were looking back on our our ana- analytics. They call it on Spotify, but basically, how many people listen to it? And we were happy to see we had fifty people listen to one episode. <laughs> I thought we only had maybe two or three. Sarah was convinced we like five, and Arthur got us up to fifty this year. Yeah, Sarah got us up to forty-eight, but our one, the one we did, <laughs> we had like ten. Yeah, I don't blame them. <laughs> this is probably gonna be another low, 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 low listening uh, level. But uh, yeah, Correct. Arthur Lynch was the, the most popular figure we had on the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, thanks for jumping on. If you enjoy our stuff, like, share, subscribe, just so we can keep head help to spread the message as we go along. Okay. So I hope you're all enjoying the good weather here in Ireland at the moment, and. We are recording this at and call them on the morning, half eleven, and it is really, really warm. Gina, when we keep it short. Yeah, it'll be <laughs> short. And is here and she's suffering away with hay fever beside me. Pouring <laughs> water into her eyes. And uh, yeah, what we want to go through today, right? So our model here at Raise the Bar or what we kind of focus everything around, and I guess it's like a mantra or a, a way of life that myself and Gina live anyway. And I want us to bring some context and explain it a bit more in depth. Okay. So this idea of healthier, happier, or stronger, like we do have meaning behind it. It's not just some cliche bullshit. We put some thought into it and we try and practice this stuff in our coaching lives, our personal lives, business life, whatever, whatever we come across with, kind of what you see is what you get. And we try and bring that across the board to all kind of facets. Okay. So the healthier, happier, stronger thing is something that we've, and kind of you know fine tuning and working on for the last couple of months, and we wanted to put it together in some uh, like format for people to be able to listen to and get an idea, I suppose, a more in depth view of what what we're about. Okay, so way I see it, like a triangle. Okay, and like healthier on one on one point, happier on the other point, and stronger on the last point. Okay, and they all they're all going to affect each other, and the more we the, the more we kind of improve on one it's going to have a knock-on positive effect on the other two and vice versa if there is a negative impact on one aspect it's going to negative negatively affect the other two that's that's the way i've all i've looked at this that it's a triangle and they're forever pulling on, on each other and either in a positive way or a negative way so improving all three aspects is going to be really beneficial to creating a really good life and like I said, it isn't this, I'm going to try and make this not be like cliche, kind of overly positive, bloody, bloody, black kind of shit. I want it to be kind of fairly real. And anyone that knows us, we don't 
we're not into that kind of stuff. We're trying to be as real and integral as possible, okay? So let's jump into it. So healthier is, is the first kind of aspect we want to focus on, okay? And we'll bounce back between like different points of like reference to like literature and research and stuff. And um, but for the most part, it's going to be kind of stuff we've learned over the last couple of years. But the definition um, with regards health in the World Health Organization, it's it, it classes in a state of complete physical, mental, and social well-being, and not merely the absence of disease. Okay, and that's what we've always went off. Okay, because health is like one of those words that you know it's kind of thrown out there, but like trying to find a tangible definition of it is hard. So that's always been the one that we found that is, it makes the most sense, okay? Um, so even when you just, if you look at the wording of it, like, so it's not just a complete physical, mental, and social well-being. So physical, mental, and social health is obviously very, very important and leads to good well-being and not merely the absence of disease. The older definitions focused around just not being sick. So that's like going back in like 1940s and stuff and, you think around then that's when we had like world war one and doing stuff so you could see why that was important um focus to have on it back then but now we don't seem to be in that in that realm starting out in third world countries um sorry first world countries <laughs> um so that's why it's kind of been updated and improved so with regards like physical health right it's so so broad so we're going to give you kind of ideas on what we think works really well and we'll cover this a bit more in the strength section um but for this what we like to look at is like for us like regular training okay regular regularly stimulating the body um is so so important okay not to be fleetingly coming in doing a bit and not going missing for a couple of weeks um trying to create something where people can I suppose adhere to something for, for a long period of time okay and adherence and being able to stick at something is really really important um so whether that be doesn't really matter what it is like, like we, we always we do push strength training a lot yeah. but, but but like it doesn't you could be doing if it's running you're into if it's playing sports you're into i'm actually not too push what it is as long as it's physically mm. stimulating would you agree yeah definitely um like we we'll jump into the strength stuff more when we come to the state but like like from a healthy point of view if you can find something like physically stimulating that challenges you and improves your body then go for that okay um as long as it's not doing you damage that's the only thing i would say okay? and the only caveat to this would be so i'll give you an example okay and sometimes something I, I, i've come across and it's people with good intentions and just this awareness like how it can be negative at times so someone wants to get into to, to being a little bit fitter and they start running on the roads okay and we'll just say they're maybe have a bit excess body fat so so they're running that roads and like impact going through the joints is really heavy and really hard and sometimes that can be like a negative knock-on effect physically so obviously we want to improve our fitness by doing the runs but like it's a balancing balancing act between the amount of stress and impact going through each and every one of our joints okay that's a very kind of small example okay but it just gives you ideas so whatever we do physically we want it to like improve our body basically okay so it has to be challenging but it has to improve our body would you agree yeah definitely like say if you are doing running like 
you need to be doing like your strength training on top of that because if you get an injury it's going to knock you back and knock your health back as well like especially your mental health look yeah so even with the girls and the guys we had in the gym that are runners like they've been doing their strength training on top of their runs and like none of them have got injured yeah so that's a good thing yeah, yeah. Trying to have that balance, I suppose, from the board, and, and as Gina said, like mental health. You know, we're not, we're not a psychologist or no. quacks or any like that. We are just we're giving you stuff when it comes to this kind of thing. That we're giving you stuff that we've done and we've found beneficial. So this isn't like doctor's evidence here, or don't go and apply this and say Dara and Gina and raise the bar, maybe do this. No, this is just kind of stuff we found to be helpful. Um, that's my experience we've learned as well yeah, injuries that it's really important like. yeah okay so this is one that I always thought was really important right um it's having periods in your life where you've got a lot of focus and periods where you don't have as much focus so for example periods where you're preparing for a competition but also periods where you're not and you're just training as it okay um so that might be periods where you're focusing on like getting your first push-up or being a body weight squat, you know, body weight deadlift, whatever it may be, and you're really focused on that goal. But I think it's equally as important to have periods where you're not as obsessively focused, okay? And it's because of that, just that word I just said there, obsessiveness. And it's something where when you're hell bent on something, a particular target, that often your mind can become obsessed with it, can't it? Mm, yeah, oh, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> and, and, you know, all of us could be as powerful as and that's probably the biggest. Mm. isn't it the biggest example that you can yeah. be hell-bent on a set number a set target and you nearly you would, yeah and you attach your, your identity to it yeah. and it's not it's sometimes now sometimes it's really good because you do achieve stuff that you would have never thought possible but other times then when it's when it's um when it's all you think about it's probably not a great idea either so it's not no no yeah so that's it periods of focus and periods of kind of yeah non-focus i suppose a bit more ad-lib style training so that's going to give you because when you achieve that thing you focused on it, it's an unbelievable satisfaction isn't it oh it is yeah yeah but then you're like what next yeah exactly <laughs> so having a bit of a broader spectrum to it's really important but that is really good uh another thing we think is really important when it comes to mental health is probably your body image and what ties in really well to that is going to be your nutrition okay we've openly said we don't do like fat loss diets or fad diets but we do uh, nutrition or coaching coaching nutrition like ways of life or strategies okay and it's just trying to educate people to first of all know what's happening in the body when we eat certain foods and um, and how how we can get our, our, our bodies in a position where we are comfortable and happy with our body image that's the whole for me anyway, that's the one the biggest focus on nutrition yeah. so you can look in the mirror and you not anyone else can be happy with what you see right well, call it vanity call it confidence call it what you want but you having a bit of happiness and a bit of self-content mm. once you look at yourself yeah. in the mirror yeah, yeah. Everyone's chasing that anyway, like yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and why and why nutrition is 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 so heavily linked to that is because it's the biggest correlation to that, isn't it? Mm, so you yeah. can't really like going out and training um twice a day every day. If you're if you haven't got the knowledge or the application of sound nutrition principles, you're taking one step forward to take two steps back. Okay, so your life will be so much easier if you can apply a real sensible long-term or long-focused approach to nutrition so that's why we bring it in 
Okay, and then you've obviously got the scientist physiological point of view where certain foods are going to make us feel good about ourselves they're going to release certain endorphins as does training actually okay that are going to improve our self-image our mood our happiness okay we've often noticed that every now and again like we we eat really good look for the most part but every now and again we do have 90 yeah, yeah. right yeah. but every now and again we will have like we might get like a pizza or something like the pizza we had like Two weeks, two weeks ago. ago. Yeah, two weeks ago. We right? had a pizza in like a year, and we were ages. Yeah. Yeah, we had a pizza. Yeah, but we're you kind of over it. Kind of over it, but you, you would notice the following morning you did it sluggish after. Like, yeah. I feel like I hung over it. Yeah, and it's been a while since I've been hung over. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, you would you would notice it. Like so, my point being, if you were consuming a diet that was contained highly processed foods, I couldn't imagine how groggy. You were feeling everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when you do eat good food and you're like, okay, this is what I can feel like if I actually do eat healthy, like yeah. it'll kind of become routine also like. And it's, it's, it's like that, you have to make a routine on it, don't you? Definitely. Having one salad isn't yeah. going to make you, but vice versa, having one kinder yeah. bueno isn't going to break you either. It's just it's finding an adherable long term approach um and you'd be able to manipulate the variables yeah. as you will to create a body composition that you are happy with that's the most important thing and it's not about being a size zero is it or having no. six pack or an eight pack or whatever they call it now yeah. it's just can you look in the mirror now are you somewhere happy with what you see looking back i really sure you're talking about that this morning though with my still with my bikini yeah <laughs> <laughs> i got to 67 kg last year and eating that as like i at this moment, I can't be looking in the mirror and I was like, oh, I'm kind of still big, like, you know, but when I put on the bikini earlier, <laughs> I couldn't close the back of it and gone up to what, like, five kg since? Yeah. But, like, I feel so much healthier than what I felt at 57, even though I kind of, I look great, but I was, oh, I wasn't healthy, like. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, I wasn't healthy at all. Like, and that, 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 that's a really good example. If, 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 if we, we focus on nutrition, create a body image that was stereotypically yeah. good then Dina will be walking on 57 kilos unhappy but I was like dead yeah yeah whereas now like can I, I don't really see the difference but she obviously does but like 60 something kilos and you're happy with your body image that's so much more important I'm for focused us. It. my mind just feels foggy and like training yeah my sleep was great it's yeah it's a much better way to be healthy yeah yeah and there you go that's 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 the thing comes back and the minute you say that the healthy approach to nutrition we want okay okay and also on the mental right what we found really really important uh, this is just stuff that we've used ourselves okay i'm a big fan of meditation i probably get it done two or three days a week in a cause of sleeping because you said i fall asleep <laughs> i i don't fall asleep i maybe yeah. i do a kind of blackout I'm but... on a video <laughs> I meditate maybe two or three times a week for about 20 minutes. I've one, I've one track I really like. It's like a Brian Colbert, uh, you know, that actually shows me. It's, it's, I find it really good and I find I get a lot from it. That's me. I like meditation. I can't meditate. Yeah. I can't switch off. Like, like it, I don't really do anything to switch off, which I need to do something. But. Yeah, well, we do. Like, we come to the other two. Like, the other two that we found really helpful is um, allocating time where you're away from your phone. Uh, I think like social media puts a lot of pressure on people and you know, if you're having like maybe a not so good day, you jump onto social media mm -hmm. and it's 
all you see is images of people doing so well because no one shares any bad on social media then you automatically feel like you're falling behind okay um so, we don't bring our phones and we go out for a walk like yeah and we turn off what seven o'clock in the night yeah just trying to detach from the phone yeah you know? it does help like, it really does definitely helps has to help so mm-hmm. allocating time where you're away from your phone and you know you're trying to detach from that the social media look it's it's designed to engulf you and kind of trigger your, your conscious mind mm-hmm. but look putting time aside where you're going to put the phone away and just be in nature be with the person beside you whatever it may be and our last one just to focus on the mental side of things is is the sleep and this is going to be so important from physical mental well-being like happiness strength so ties into everything okay um and people overlook it so much and i guess around about now is when people are going to start to see like the benefits of sleep because most people aren't working as much and they're getting you know they're getting a chance to go to bed a bit earlier get an extra hour in bed uh sleep is like the cornerstone of recovery okay like physical recovery um mental recovery too like a chance to recharge your batteries if you're skimping on the sleep you know, I, I would look for ways to, you know, create a life where you can, you know, get at least that eight hours sleep. Okay, um, I've been through periods where I've, you know, got like six-ish hours or less. And you last mm. year would have went through the same, wouldn't you? Oh, four or five hours of sleep, once again. It's not good. Like it's really not. Yeah, yeah we now just, we go to bed at half nine. Yeah, <laughs> we we go to bed at half nine. We get up at six. Yeah. Um, and like. I don't know, I feel like if you stay in bed all day, like your your mind is not gonna be great either. Like I yeah. don't think so anyway. Like I could I couldn't stay in bed till like twelve o'clock during the day because I feel like the whole day was gone. And like vice versa, I couldn't go to bed at twelve o'clock in the night either. Like Yeah, and that's that's just um, the life we've kind of created like. Yeah, but I think if if you are staying in bed till seven o'clock during the day, like my advice would be to change your routine straight away, like and you will feel happier in yourself, like because me personally, like but, Yeah. Um, but like similarly too there is this concept of people like work all day or work sorry, work all night kind of this grinding type thing where they sleep like two or three hours mm-hmm. for me anyway if i was to do that i would be so unproductive through mm-hmm. the day whereas if i get eight nine hours of sleep i am set up to be a, like a fairly productive day i know i'm going to be in the mood to train i know i'm going to be in the mood to make good decisions around nutrition i know i'm going to be in the mood to make you know, good decisions with regards pushing raising the bar on that's okay. another thing with sleep. You do find if you're lacking sleep, you will wake up and you're craving sugar. Yeah. And yeah. throw your whole nutrition out. Like it's horrible. Your decision making process is going to be hugely hampered by sleep. Oh, there's going to be outliers. So people that sleep an hour a day, two hour days. Aaron Squashner here used to say sleep faster. <laughs> and he was world's strongest man or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there's going to be outliers. For the vast majority of people, creating a good relationship with sleep is going to be hugely beneficial. Okay, so let me say it's going to have that knock on effect to just decision making around your own training, your own nutrition, whatever you do with relationships and business and so on. Okay, um, so that's our first kind of point of the triangle. That's our health aspect. So, physical, mental, and social well being, how we kind of tie in those three. And you'll see now there's going to be a big carryover into the next two points. Health is, is, is a good starting point. And obviously, the second point part of the definition is it says well-being and not merely the absence of disease so right now it's a really important time to mention that like that trying to work on like your physical strength your mental strength and if, you, if, you're, if you're sick 
have to you have to address obviously the disease first, whatever it may be, and it's going to be different for everyone. But you want to avoid diseases and focus on the other three. And I think by improving like physical strength and your mental, um, sorry, physical health, mental health, and your social health, that you will indeed improve um, chances of not getting diseases from start. Yeah, coronavirus. <laughs> Sorry, we never actually touched on the social side of things. So, uh, like social health is, it's, for me anyway, it's it's about like being part of a group um, and having people you can knock like, knock off ideas on, and people are going to pull you through tough times. So, this might be relationships, um, but for us, in regards to gym, it's having a group of people you can train with and that are going to push you on and make you a better person. Okay, so. We take, for example, our powerlifting powerlifting group, and um, we've been doing a couple done a couple of little team sessions. But team sessions in powerlifting settings are, are common. Uh, I know, for example, Abs Powerlifting do one every Sunday morning. It's pretty famous. Um, Strength Militia do one. Yeah. Like City Gym do one. Come up competitions. Never do. Yeah. So we've 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 got them. like we've like I've seen firsthand the City Gym ones. The the Abs Powerlifting ones are pretty famous. They just unbelievable team vibes and seen kind of footage of those even the irish team trainings like, yeah they're, they're brilliant like yeah you yeah. look to the strength militia ones too like, yeah. and it's just like whatever you think you can do you can do an extra five percent when you get into one of these team yeah. sessions okay um so we try and bring that environment to our to our group sessions basically okay so 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 whatever you do just try and bring it back to some types of like social gathering even if it's just like one person you can you can you can work with it's going to be nice it's going to make things a lot easier it helps with us anyway like, even like when we're training together like there's yeah. someone else there with you pushing you along like we when you left today because my session took care of so i was on my own training with no music which is what the same like you know, yeah you'll go through you'll, you'll get through but like it's easier when someone is there with you we're designed to be social beings i think mm. right and right now there's gyms closed for the last couple of weeks People are training at home, and the common uh, team coming back is it's just not the same. Yeah. Okay, and that's fine. It's, it's to be expected because it's not the same. We're designed to be in groups, working with people, and interacting, and so on. We're, de we're designed as people for to be like that. Okay. So when that gets taken away from us, we feel a small bit out of kilter. But you just have to adapt. You have to be ready to move back into the your group environments when they open up. So we move on to happiness. And again, trying to avoid any cliche bullshit here. So I don't want to come across as one of those guys. And we're not, we don't, no, we're not. We don't try and sell that. Like we just try and be as real as we can, right? Um, but happiness to us is just is so important. I guess we wanted to be more than just um, hanging plates, meathead kind of gym. We wanted to have a bit more of a twist to it. But then again, we're we are doing stuff that are phys physically challenging and benefiting uh, uh yeah, benefiting us. Yeah. So this is a really cool little uh, like definition I suppose I heard of, of happiness and I really like it. But it's a happiness is built up with kind of like three sections, your genes, your circumstances, and your happiness. Okay. So your genes or your genetics can take up to make up roughly about 50%. Okay. Your circumstances can be anywhere from 10 to 40%, and your habits can make up whatever is left over, right? Your genes or your genetics is made up for you. You can't really change that. Your circumstances will change. That's why they say money won't buy you happiness because you just adapt to that new circumstance and then you're back looking for this happiness again. Okay. Um, whereas your habits, you are in full control of those and you dictate those. I'm 
I'm huge on habits, right? And I'm going to bring it back to nutrition for a second, right? If you have poor nutritional habits, okay, it makes everything so much, so much harder. That's where we really focus on habits when it comes to nutrition. You'll see here like that, this definition of happiness, which I really like, by the way, um, it says like habits is one of the, the biggest things we can, we can control. So creating good habits in your life is going to lead you to a happier life, okay? So um, habits is just, just tons of different ways we can create certain habits to make us better. But I'm going to just talk around ones that focus primarily around the, the gym and self-development like physically. But the other ones include like faith, relationships, and work. You do create habits that are these are have a positive knock-on effect in your life. Okay, um, so finding so when it comes to habits, right? This is kind of this is my the way I, I look at it. So finding something you really enjoy or you really love and making that a habit in your life is going to be really important. So so for me, and I'm sure it's the same for you, but like like strength training or powerlifting training has is it. Is our is our biggest habit? Okay. Yeah, and we we don't know, we, and we, we think of it. I mean, we're like that's what you want to get. It's not like yeah, yeah. And like that's so having so having like a, like a focus like that where something you you really don't really gets you out of the bed. Mm. And like we like we train regularly and so on, but it just, it doesn't have to be powerlifting, right? But find something that you truly enjoy or you truly love. Okay, so it might be hiking the hills. It might be surfing. It might be playing gas, whatever it is, and make it a regular part of your life and make sure it is stimulating. That's kind of the second point, right? Find something you really enjoy, you love, okay? And do it regularly. Make sure it's stimulating, okay? So what's that mean? So there's no point in me saying, I really enjoy powerlifting and doing it once a format. And it defeats the purpose of it, okay? It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's like dosing it. It's infrequent. Okay, so we want regular doses of it, and we want to make sure it's stimulating. Okay, and I was saying to Gene earlier on, like I really enjoy reading. Okay, but it's not that stimulating. I can read. I've been able to read, you know, for twenty years now. I do. <laughs> um, whereas I can't, I can't deadlift three hundred kilos. I'm, I'm on, a, I'm on a, a journey to try and get there. That's what I'm saying. So my training is stimulating because I'm focused on getting to a set point. Right. Um. That's important. So doing it regularly and to make sure it's stimulating. Okay. And this is this is we've got two more points, but and it, this ties back to the healthy the social side of the health. But find someone to share the experience with, right? So what fun would it be to have something you really love doing? You're doing it regularly, stimulating stimulating you or challenging you, but you've no one to kind of share it with or you know talk about it with. Well, Kim's coming back to the team thing. Like, you know, people love talking about what happened at training, team sport point of view. Love talking about what happened at training, what happened at the, happened at the match. You know, it's something for us, again, as social beings, we can chat back and forth with. Um, I'm lucky, I have Gina here. We, we're sharing the powerlifting journey as we go through it. Um, sometimes we're killing each other. But <laughs> it, is, it, is, it is important to have someone yeah. you can share the experience with. And that's someone, it could be multiple people. It might, might just be someone, it might be a coach you have that you can communicate to WhatsApp with or Facebook or whatever it is, yeah. you're just chatting back and forth. Um, not understand what you're doing. Like it's hard to be around people who don't understand what you're doing. Yeah. Like, mm. like I used to, you know, go training and I'd often come home and you know, and sometimes your parents are kind of understanding, you know, what, yeah. what, what a powerful training is about. And so it might be the case that if you're running a lot and 
or your you know your family aren't into running you know find someone who is into running or you no know, if if you like doing pilates and your family like doing playing rugby or the rugby family find someone who's into pilates you kind of chat them about and bounce ideas off and so remember finding something you love regular doses someone to share the experience with okay that's our that's our thoughts on happiness and you know happiness is is very subjective to people you know what i find to be to make me happy other people be like oh my god that's that's treacherous that's horrible okay going to bed at half nine that sounds like a prison sentence for some people but to me that you know, that, that improves mm. improves my life it's like competing like some people like they love competing some other like some hate hate it but they still do it like yeah. you know it's that's why i got my name this might be like i love competing but like some people think that like that's their idea of health yeah and um I think those three points though will, will, will correlate to most people. So finding something you enjoy mm -hmm. so being allowed to compete, right? Doing it regularly, so in, as opposed to competing once every three or four years, try and do it two or three times a year. Okay. Uh, make sure it's simulating if you're maxing out your squat pitches deadlift is going to be pretty challenging. And find someone to share the experience with. She has a real good team behind her in Strength Militia and a real supportive coach in Sean Crow. So <laughs> she is most definitely sharing that experience. Okay. And our last points of our triangle, our raise the bar mantra is going to be strength. Okay. So strength is the mother quality of physical development. That again is a definition I heard before and I really, really like it. Okay. So I think it's so, so important. If I was into yoga it would be health happiness and stretch if i was into running it would be health happiness and run but i'm a big advocate of strength training gina's a big advocate yeah. of strength training we don't want to be liars or bullshitters we put it in because we love it okay and we think it's really really important we want to try and be real with it um and that's why we put it in now, you can see just so many other parts to the triangle but strength in our opinion deserves a full section and there's going to be kind of <clears throat> a couple of ways of looking at it, right? And we'll take it from like a person who is you know, just training, just wants like a, like a normal, better life through training, okay? Um, so everyday Jim Gore, everyday Jones and Colin, right? And they probably want a real balanced approach to strength training, okay? So where they do include aspects of like flexibility, um, like muscular endurance work, cardiovascular work, and strength training. That to me is a balanced kind of physical development program okay but there's aspects of flexibility will incorporate strength training there's aspects of muscular endurance will incorporate strength training but aspects of like cardiovascular training okay so like going for a dog or a run if your tendons and ligaments aren't strong enough to take the impact of the of the runs then there's going to be an issue and obviously strength development in itself is part of that okay so Without strength, everything else becomes an awful lot, an awful lot harder. Okay. Well, so take for example on flexibility. Okay. If your hamstrings are overly tight and short, okay, um, so they're overly strong basically, it means that your hip flexors, so the antagonist muscles, are going to be long, or they're going to be long and weak. Okay. So we want to provide balance from front to left, left to right, in regards to our flexibility as well. So yeah, that's that's regards an everyday gym board to have that kind of open approach to it. So where we might see this being an issue is is guys in their 
I don't want to be stereotypical here now, lads, but in there between 16 and about 25 or 6, and they really focus a lot. They have big chest and big quads and big arms, and they focus, focus solely on the front of their body looking immense. All right? I know because I have been that guy. Sorry, I, I tried, never really got there. <laughs> but uh, what, what can happen is we get like really developed in the front and the back of us becomes like really weak, really non-functional, I suppose you could call it. Um, and we want to try and like mitigate that or reduce that as best we can. Yeah, you agree yeah. on that? Yeah. Okay. Um, again, sewing into like endurance running, not having the tendon ligament strength, um, do the movement you're going to run into issues down the line okay somebody playing ga rugby soccer not having the, the flexibility like the strength and the flexibility the, the endurance not having all those in the right amounts you're obviously going to be at a lesser advantage than your opponents okay and then like very obviously the stronger you are the better you are going to be as a powerlifter okay so we focus quite heavily on powerlifting because obviously we're very passionate about it and it doesn't it just comes naturally to us um but like being being strong is, is the biggest facet of being a, a successful powerlifter then obviously you have to be very good technically and the practice the movements but without a good base of strength um you're under pressure aren't you yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, so much so that when you're like Thing called periodization when it comes to strength training in general and to look at a hypertrophy block where we try to increase increase the the size of the muscle um, and then the strength where we try and make that bigger muscle kind of produce more force and then we have a power phase or a technique phase where we try and display that strength okay but it comes back to us being able to to basically be stronger okay um and this was another little thought of mine that like strength training for young people is so so important okay and it shouldn't be frowned upon yeah definitely. so no and now no, young people don't be should not be trained the same as adults they're not small adults okay <laughs> they're, they're they're kids so there is different aspects to it um but like if you think of like climbing a tree that is strength training Okay, if anyone's ever climbed a rope, like you would see in CrossFit gyms, same muscle groups, the same muscle patterns that are used when they're climbing a tree. But to say a child shouldn't do strength training is that's like saying, all right, lock them into a room and never let them come out. It's going to be part of, of, of growing up. Okay, so like the patterns and the, the movement qualities and stuff are going to be the same as just general kind of, you know, playing around and, and uh, yeah. lads being lads kind of thing. Okay, so yeah. Putting a bit of structure to a young person's program is really good. Like, and remember, there's plenty of aspects to like, strength. Like, if you have really poor balance, for example, more often than not, like it could be like a strength issue. Okay, so you'll see that with younger kids and stuff, and you do a bit of balance work on it, it's falling all over the place. That might be enough strength work starting off them. Okay, like getting really good at body weight stuff. You know, has anyone ever done a pistol squat before? But they're fucking hard. They are. They're so flexible. Yeah. Easy, like, so, yeah. Like, there's loads of stuff we can do body weight before we put them anywhere near a barbell or anything more complex than that. Okay. I've been working with a 13 year old the last three weeks. Yeah. And the progress in the three weeks is insane, isn't it? Like, yeah. I saw any videos of her, like, uh, like, she's doing a bit of everything body weight up to barbell stuff. Like, she mm. is flying at that. And it's the same when you had the under 14s. Like, they are great. Yeah. 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 So you can always do stuff with them. Like, I think people just have this perception that like 
anyone under the age of 16 just shouldn't be lifting weights mm. or even body weight stuff like no. I think exposed to someone at an earlier age is really good you know even like because not everyone's going to be brilliant at sports yeah. that's the first thing so if you're not good at GA what are you going to do if you're not good at team sports what are you going to do do you know what I mean you don't like physical combat like mixed martial arts or whatever what are you going to do like some people actually just genuinely love you know putting weights in the bar moving some weight and they get a great, great kick out of that don't get exposed to it until they're in their their late 20s or whatever it's too late yeah it's just like <laughs> but you can see the girls from sweden like the girls who start that at a young age like yeah jesus they're squatting more than we knew like mm. the americans started really yeah, like, well, think, yes. look it's definitely improving and stuff but it's just yeah. something to be mindful of that like um you know strength training for younger people isn't don't be hating on it so much without so realizing them, like, yeah like yeah. it's there's so much we can that we can do before we start putting them near like a bar and weights and stuff. But I guarantee you they're going to enjoy it. Like, like younger kids, and I've worked with a lot of like a 14, 15, 16 age group, they like stuff that's challenging. But whether it just be balanced stuff, or core activity, or competition between them, they love all that kind of stuff. Okay. And the last thing is, it's a real good chance to like ingrain good technique in them. We obviously see like a 14 or 15 or whatever it may be, like a fresh canvas. So do, doing stuff with like broom handles and really light weights, um, dumbbells or kettlebells, just something to kind of put in front. You ingrain these really good techniques. Okay. And even from like a trend conditioning point of view, like even that running technique side of stuff, I'm, I'm big on doing that at a younger age. Because trying to relearn that someone in their 30s. Um, it's hard. I can't remember. Yeah, it's near impossible. <laughs> Gina's has talked in a couple of weeks. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes, yeah, that kind of stuff. It's a really, it's a brilliant opportunity. You've got a fresh canvas in front of you. Teach them and educate them on like. And they're like sponges, aren't they? They just yeah, soak it up. They absorb it, yeah, yeah and they just they improve really fast. You know what I mean? But look, bear in mind, they're kids. Okay, they're not small adults. So enjoyment is a very important part of it. But safety proceeds is in front of that. Mm. So safety, enjoyment. And I think just exposing them to an array of stuff, not over specializing in one in one particular area. Like I said, if they want to be stronger, like look at doing stuff like like balance and coordination and body weight stuff first and integrating it all in. Okay. Probably don't want to specialize in anything at too young an age. It's probably not mm. yeah, kind of create an obsessive mindset, yeah. maybe at too young an age. Um, that's my only again. But I wish I started powerlifting when I was 15. <laughs> yeah, mindset is good. But you know what? Yeah. If you had all your experiences from kickboxing, you yeah, might never go into powerlifting. You just don't yeah. know what way it could be. You know what mm. I mean? I wish I got into powerlifting. And yes, that's the younger side of things and the older side of things. So resistance training has been proven to like stop anti aging, basically, to reduce the, the effects of aging. So that'd be you know, like joint stiffness and oh, yeah, all that kind of stuff. So like it's a real good one for like keeping you younger, basically. Mm. Okay, making you feel a bit younger than than what you are. You know, has anyone ever seen those? Especially those things where you get tested and you like your metabolic age. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know how I don't know how accurate yeah. they are, right? Um, but I do know a couple of people in our gym have used them every now and again, and they come in like and they could be in their fifties and they could say. Hey, I just got my metabolic age tested the doctors and I'm 25. Mm. I don't know how accurate they are, but I do know that person is really happy when, when they get told yeah. 25. Yeah, 25 <laughs> years. Yeah. 
no one wants to get older. Do you know what I mean? So the more we can hold on to our youth, the better. And strength training has been shown and proven in lots and lots of research um, to do that. David Nolan is a, is a really good, um, uh, got some really good information around that. He's really, he's really uh, in-depth and up-to-date with the research. So he's a really good resource if you want any questions and answered around that. Okay. Yeah, so like we, we even have a, a group coming into us uh, did before the coronavirus, like an over 50s group, kind of more so that uh, 60, 70 mark probably. Mm -hmm. And yeah, they love it. Like they love the banter and the crack and they, mm -hmm. they love their training. Like, they love their yeah. training. Yeah, do you know what I mean? And they say that they openly say, yeah, keeps us young. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, so yeah, that's, that's our strengths. And the mm -hmm. last point I have on it, right? Um, in a in a world where we love like instant gratification, we love you know the praise and we love to get rewards quite quickly. I think strength training is a real is probably the easiest form of exercise to get that. Okay. I see strength everywhere. Like I used to work with a girl a few years ago, and I remember she came into me one day and she was like, you "Never guess what I did yesterday." She goes, "I was able to open a jar by myself." And I was like, "You know, it's it's the little things that you see. Like she didn't have to ask her husband or her son to do it. Like." It's the small things, and you will see progression. Yeah. Simple things, mm. like things you'd often overlook, you know. And like, if you come into the come in and start training this week, right? And you can do, but in a month's time, you can do four. It's very easy to see you have improved. You know what I mean? It's you go to a spinning class, you sweat your balls off for an hour, right? You do that every day, six months. How do you know? What do you do? Go to gather the sweat and see the sweat is yeah, more. Up. You know, <laughs> how do you gauge if you're improving or not? The bar, the barbell, and the plates on it, they don't like. You're either getting better or you're not. You know, you're either improving or you're not. Gina said, "Your everyday life, it's either improving or it's not." Okay, um, that's why I'm, 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 I love it so much. It's so tangible, you can grab the success quite easily. Mm. Especially for women, like you keep their independence from this strong. Like, you know, they don't want to bring their husband and be like, oh, I'm outside, you carry him the shopping. Like, yeah. you know, just take him out of the car, carry the coal inside. <laughs> yeah. After all, it's mean you can stay inside and <laughs> hear the phone ringing. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's true. Yeah. It's so it's true. Um, things in everyday life. Yeah. Having exactly having tangible success, everyday life, having it in the gym. And it, yeah. you do have a sense of feeling or a sense of like getting better. Yes. Look, that's what we're all about. That's where the whole idea of raising the bar, so providing better standards or whatever. But it comes back to that. Okay. So um, yeah, that's our that's our model here at Raise the Bar. I guess you want just wanted to explain it because when you walk, yeah, when you walk in, it's the first thing you see, and yeah. I think like this idea of you know all these kind of motivational words and blah blah blah. blah Look, we focus on we focus on getting three things and do them really, really well. Okay, getting people healthier, getting getting people happier, and getting people stronger. We do it because we try and do it ourselves. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and we do it in every part of our life, and we we found it to work in our lives, and we're on this journey to share it with all of you. Okay, so again, to our three listeners, thanks for jumping on. <laughs> Fifty. <laughs> We fifty ones. Uh, no, thanks 50, for fifty one. Thanks for jumping on, lads. Thanks, guys. If you like it, give it a like, give it a share, pop it up on the Facebook or the, or the Instagram. And if you have any questions, obviously just pop a message on our Instagram or Facebook. 
Yeah, so thanks for tuning or in. Our website, we do have a website now. We do have a website, yeah, <laughs> we get an article up on that today as well, okay? So thank you, enjoy the good weather, stay safe. We're and getting out of this room because we're sweating. <laughs> Bye. See you all later. Bye now. Bye.